You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and uh, we've had conversations in the past about the Ireland Canada Monument that will be built and created in Vancouver. And in the past week or so, literally a monumental decision has been achieved and made in that approval has been granted by the Vancouver Park Board commissioners to give the green light for the uh, the, uh, garden and the monument to go ahead. And I have with me Brendan Flynn, Claire Fox, and Alison Reid, all who are on the board of the Ireland Condon Monument. First of all, welcome everybody, and thanks a million for coming along. Thank you very much, Austin. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm going to go straight to you, Brendan, because you and I have had previous conversations, and just if you want to give a little bit of the historical background again of what drove this project and how long it's been in the pipeline to get to this wonderful point. It all began when Eddie Reynolds and myself met uh, met in Marion Square in Dublin in March 2005, uh, Austin, and Eddie put it out to me to build something for the Irish in Vancouver. And when I came back to Vancouver and, and met with some of the Irish community here, people that were involved in the Irish Heritage Society and others, um, uh, I realized from one of the people, Al McCabe at the time, that the incredible contributions that the Irish had made to Canada, like right across the country from coast to coast, uh, there's not enough time to go into it. It's all on the monument website at www.irelandcanadamonument.com. But incredible uh, contributions to build uh, a better Canada for everybody, right? And the Maple Leaf flag is part of that contribution uh, by uh, Lester Pearson, who's parents came from Dublin and and he uh, launched that flag for all Canadians, not for the Irish, not for the English, not for the Scots, anybody, for all Canadians. And and we all love that flag today. So anyway, we eventually met with Parks Board in in, uh, November that year and we began correspondence and communications and it took till about 2012 and we had a design and unfortunately that design was rejected by a women's group who wanted the, the park that we had the monument going to be there at uh, for, the, for their own um, uh, monument. So Parks Board, not giving up on us, uh, decided to give us opportunities to look at other sites and eventually we got the site at George Wainborn Park George Wainburn is was a, a parks commissioner and uh, the park named in his honour. And they gave us this par- uh, site at the park. Uh, and it's, it's got a bosk of 32 trees, not 26, 32 trees. Now, that number is, of course, synonymous with the island of Ireland. And then the, um, the, we had a, a design that uh, included um, a sidewalk uh, close to the bosque of the uh, map of Ireland, uh, a sidewalk that people could walk around and relate to various, their own county, and then walk into the monument or whatever. But the design had a few uh, issues, and we uh, eventually had to change that design. We had a second design, which... Uh, Parksport couldn't uh, use because of uh, their concerns and then we eventually come up with the design we have today which will include uh, six, basically ten tubes within the bosque of 32 trees 
conveying the story of the Irish diaspora, not of the Irish diaspora, the, the word is wrong in fact, the diaspora of Ireland, like everybody, were from whatever part of Ireland they come from, forgetting politics, forgetting the religion, forgetting all other things, just the plain people who came over from the island of Ireland to Canada and made Canada a better country. That's what the monument is, a celebration of those people. And it's my hope that that all people in Ireland and Canada will not let the opportunity slip from our grasp because it's a wonderful story. It, It reminds me of the story of Moses coming out of the desert with uh, and 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 having a new land for everybody. The our, our people of Ireland in Canada created this wonderful uh, uh, heritage for Canada and for Ireland by by uh, contributing to uh, the cities and the infrastructure and politics and religion and sport and and uh, literature throughout all of Canada and made Canada a better country in doing so. We're not so naive that we think that the Irish did are the only ones that contributed to Canada. Of course we're not. But this is just the story of the people of Ireland in Canada. And, and it's, it's, it's got to be celebrated because it's a wonderful story for everybody. So where... Brendan, in order to get a project like this over the line, uh, there's a lot of lobbying needs to be done. There's a lot of convincing needs to be done. There's a lot of political goodwill needs to happen at the decision-making level. In order, first of all, to get to step one where someone will actually listen to you and then to get to step two and ultimately to get to the point where you get approval. I know this process goes way back to, you say, 2005. So it has obviously been a very slow building block process. Absolutely. I, I'll, I'll ask Claire to come in on some of this uh, when I say a few words here. It was a matter of absolute patience. And I think I got it from my mom and dad who sort of conveyed to me that we got to respect everybody, uh, not treat anybody with disdain or whatever, insult people. We've got to be patient with everybody to uh, to 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 get out of people what you what you think is the good thing to get from them, right? And and it uh, parked further to be commended, uh, staff especially for being so patient with us. And I think we were patient with them over the course of the 16 years we've been working with them. But the, the, uh, the creme de la creme of all of this is the gesture, the incredible gesture by the Muscreen, Squamish and Slewata people of Vancouver, who lived on the land known as Vancouver today since time immemorial. They, leaders of these three nations, gave the monument, the people of Ireland, the opportunity to build that monument in George Wayneburn Park in Vancouver by their wonderful gesture. It's an incredible thing that I think hasn't come to light yet, but I but I encourage everybody uh, who has a, a morsel of Irish blood in them to think about that wonderful gesture that these people, uh, Aboriginal people who lived on the land, 
and fished and, and farmed in all around the area known as Vancouver today. And, and the land became unseeded because it was taken away from them by, uh, dare I say, the word to use is colonization. And, and it's a sad thing in the history of, of, of many countries that this has happened. But we cannot judge people uh, for what, how it happened or why it happened and all. We just got to get on and make uh, look at things uh, and how we cannot repeat mistakes of the past. Claire was very involved in, in meetings we had with Parks Board and, and uh, I encourage Claire to uh, convey her thoughts on what happened. So the ball's in the future. Indeed, Claire. And this Claire Fox is in Vancouver also. Claire, um, fill us in. Oh, I um, I haven't been on the monument as long as Brendan has. I got on it about ten years ago, and my um, my show um, uh, joining the monument was having had listened to a talk given by Brendan, and I was so impressed with his passion and dedication that I decided to get involved. It was a um, I, I I really supported the idea of it. I really loved the idea of it, and. Uh, I took it on, and um, we, here we are today. It's taken a long time. It's taken a lot of patience. Uh, we've had so many changes, and it's been an expensive um, proposition, and we're still working on that. But we've got a fabulous location now, and um, we have the design. And all we have to do now is get some money. And um, we're in a good state. We're in a good state. It's just a bad time of the year, but uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll succeed in in getting what we need. Claire, over over a period of 16 years, it's inevitable that the players are going to change on the decision-making side. Uh, from my own experience when I was working in, in business, and you're dealing with particularly with government, you know, you spend you invest an awful lot of time trying to educate somebody, and you think you've just got them educated, and there's a change in personnel. <laughs> and you're back and you have to start again and again. And, the, and I know that can be very frustrating and challenging. How did you to go through much of that? We did. We did. We went through a lot of that. Uh, before I got on, Brendan had a number of people. And, uh, yeah, we've had, since I've joined, we've had about uh, three, at least three people, I think, who uh, stepped down. Um, and most of them stepped down just because, not because they didn't believe in the project. They just didn't have the time to continue it. Um, other things took Took, um, took needed their time and they just decided to that they didn't want to they were still interested in it and would help out some of them would help out where needed but they didn't want the continual pressure of trying to do some fundraising and deal with all of the bureaucracy that, um, that it takes and I'm talking a bit like about the bureaucracy itself on the other end in other words in, in the city of Vancouver uh, within uh, the parks board that over a period of 16 years you would have had churn, the normal churn, that again you would have had to go back and start educating a new group of people to your cause and hope that you could get them up to speed fairly quickly. That's right, that's right. We've had a lot of changes uh, since we started. And even Brendan, even before I started, Brendan had different people that he was dealing with. Um, the one consistent um, person we've had is the um, one of the commissioners, John Cooper, and he's been instrumental in um, he was instrumental in getting us the uh, the site that we have now. 
and um, he's been our stalwart all along. So in many ways, I guess your your answer to the question is saying you do need one person, at least one survivor, over over the sixteen years who can, that's right. can be yeah, that's your right. go-to yeah, person. We have, that's um, right. We have. Brendan and Eddie in Ireland, uh, they're the two people who've been there from the beginning. <laughs> so you mentioned there the, the issue of fundraising, and we'll come back to that. But before we do, I want to jump to Toronto, because Alison is, is in Toronto. Uh, and the aspect of being involved from Toronto, and what got you involved, Alison? Well, I think uh, Brandon is uh, is very convincing. You know, when he asks you to do something, you sort of feel like you have to. <laughs> so <laughs> that was part of it. The other part of it is I was absolutely floored uh, to be asked to have m- my name included uh, on the monument, I assume, for all of the volunteer work I've done over the years with the Talk site uh, in Ontario and all the, uh, and you would know this, uh, Austin, all the endless hours of videotaping and editing and whatnot uh, for the cause. And so I was, I was really taken aback and honored by that. So I thought if, if, if Brendan and Claire need help, I better roll up the old sleeves and pitch in. So based in Vancouver, uh, how did that represent any challenges to you? Uh, and if so, what kind of challenges? Really, you know, a lot of my work life uh, is online. Everyone's online now. So the only uh, drawback really for us, uh, we're in communication uh, frequently, is the time difference. You know, I'm I'm a little bit ahead. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> we're just fine. And Brendan, I know you have board members that are based in Ireland and Dublin also. So you obviously recognize that by going with a broad-based board, it would be beneficial to the end product project. Yeah, I, I am. Well, it was it was Eddie's Eddie's first comments to me, or his last comments. He was actually going to on a, a, a tour with President McAleese the day I met him in Dublin, and I didn't. It was a purely accidental we met, and he just said to me, "Keep the politics out of it." And I didn't really click onto it at the time, but I realised how important that was. Uh, so today, Eddie's uh, stuck up in the Matter Hospital in a bed because he's contacted some disease, and we're wishing him all the best to get uh, to get well soon and get back home to from Condra. Um, last year, we uh, we got bad news that Al McCabe, who was one of the first members of the Monument Committee, passed away, and that was sad to hear. Um, and then, of course, as Sarah mentioned, that some people left uh, recently, and we, we didn't want to lose anybody. But uh, in the end, we'll welcome all who helped this project to uh, to be part of the unveiling when that day arrives. So, when you get to the point now of moving the plan to a point of uh, breaking ground or uh, getting estimates and all the rest of it, and money is required, um, have you been able to establish that the Irish government may be on board or that there is an appetite uh, to the immigrant support program or such projects to participate? To, to be uh, give you the, the gist of what's happened over the years, uh, Austin, 
the, the DFA has invited us every year since 2010 to apply for <coughs> grant funding. And unfortunately, because of the situation that we never had either the site confirmed or the design confirmed, it was pointless making an application. That's all changed. As of, it only happened, it only occurred last week. Believe it or not, after 16 years, it only occurred last week, that we were in a position to say we can ask for donations because Parksport had made an error under, and it's excusable, they put Irish Monument on the, on the website for, where people can, do, can donate. The dilemma with the word Irish is it only relates to the 26 counties or nationalists in the six counties. It doesn't include the island. And so we wanted to make sure that the word Ireland was Ireland, Canada Monument, the coming together of the people of Ireland, of all their different differences, and into the um, mix that is Canada today and celebrating a contribution that, that was made over the course of centuries. That's what we want. And, and Parks Board made that change. From now on, we can we can ask for donations, uh, and we will ask for donations left, right, and centre. To be very clear, we will ask the Department of Foreign Affairs, we will ask the Department of Canadian Heritage, and we will ask all the counties in Ireland, all the provinces of Canada, and we'll go as far as going to uh, uh, Downing Street, uh, Downing Street, the uh, White House, uh, the uh, government in Scotland and the government in Wales to be part of this. In other words, we want to have the neighbours part of the project. That's our mission. And I suppose that the uh, present occupant of the White House might be a lot more amenable to facilitating something. And of course, given the time of the year that's in it, you're still on time to get your application in on this year's funding round for the immigrancy program. So this this decision has come through at a wonderful time. Exactly. One of the lessons I've learned in the last number of months through listening to discussion programs, particularly on RTE, is that um, the presenters have the wonderful task of asking unanswerable questions. So I have an unanswerable question for you. (laughs) And it's not when is COVID going to end. (laughs) But it's not the same. When when is the ribbon going to be cut? As I say, it's the (laughs) (laughs) unanswerable. So, based based on where you're at, what what are your aspirations? I think we've we've got to look at at this seriously. We're, We're the world is in a terrible uh, time at the moment with COVID, and uh, we cannot. We want to make public uh, uh, presentations, but if we advertise to make a public advert, we'll be the worst in the world. So we've got to avoid that. So we may try and do some. Pre- we will. We have actually done some presentations, uh, video presentations, which Alison is working on, and hopefully. Uh, our application to DFA this year will cover the cost of that. So, um, but really, I think we we uh, to be to be honest with ourselves, I think we have to look realistically at unveiling the monument into 2022. 
Right. No, no sooner than that, because we've got to get people enough time to realize what we have and make a decision to donate. I, I plead from the bottom of my heart, not for myself, not for my family or anybody on, on this planet, but for every person in Ireland of, uh, with that morsel of Irish blood to not let this opportunity slip. It's for you. Not for me, right? So we, we can all celebrate the cutting of the Green Ribbon. Green Ribbon is no difficult to, to find. We can get lots of it. But we want everybody there to be able to cut that Green Ribbon in George Wainborn Park when the monument is unveiled. And we have a, we have a good, an estimate from the, the designers, uh, PWL, um, uh, partnership with landscape designer shared in Vancouver who've prepared and uh, given us a wonderful design and we have an estimate for them of uh, around $400,000 mark but we have to allow we're more, we're going maybe 600000 or so uh, to build a project it's, it's chicken feed the land value of the of the site is beyond your wildest dreams it, but it's given to them, to the Irish in Canada by Parks Board given a green light by the First Nations and it's given to us to the Irish in Canada for nothing so all we need is the money to build the monument it's that simple so Alison I, I know at the moment it's a challenge uh, in um, cyberspace to try and grab the billboard and to get attention because you have uh, a very high-profile recording artists. You have very high-profile um, studios. You have very high-profile everything, and they're pumping out virtual ABCD. Uh, so you really you, you're wrestling with the challenge: and how do I grab attention at this point in time? Yeah, and I think thus far uh, it's been a grassroots, a very grassroots thing. People started to find out about it because their relatives were named uh, on the monument or they heard about it from meeting Brendan in person. You know, he made trips to Ontario, which is where I met him, uh, to talk about the monument. So I think it's very much uh, at this stage, we're sort of at the quiet phase of, of fundraising and have been doing that. People have been going to our website and clicking on the, the link to donate and donating to parts board so I think now we're finally now that we've got our ducks in order uh, and and whatnot we're getting ready to do sort of more the public phase of our fundraising but as to Brendan's point you know we have to be very uh, considerate of the sort of global atmosphere you know things going on in the world um, but I, I, I think people are probably ready for a good news uh, story and I, I hope this is a good news story I mean there's there's uh, many millions of people in Canada in particular that claim uh, Irish ancestry uh, myself included so if if, uh, if that word of mouth can get traveling out to those millions of people uh, we can get this monument built and then we'll have a place to uh, to celebrate contribution. Claire, what have you on your plate then at the moment? Uh, what would be the next steps or what challenges do you have? And I might turn okay. your video I might turn your video off again if you okay. go wildly. Okay. Okay, what challenges have you at the moment that, that you need to work on? Uh, well the challenges that I have are pretty virtually the same as Brendan. Um, just deciding uh, wh what, where we can go, whether we can uh, go and do some presentations in public, um, 
if we or do we still rely on online uh, in, online uh, information? Um, and that's mainly our challenge is just trying to come up with um, areas where we can uh, we can uh, you know get some funding. Would it be an opportunity for somebody like me, for example, as you would see in many um, memorial or commemorative parks, to be able to buy something like a block on uh, for uh, along a path that I might be able to put, uh, say, the family name and the year of arrival that we immigrated or something like that? Absolutely. If I may interject there, Austin, absolutely. In, in recent weeks, Parks Board uh, gave us permission, which is not in any of the presentations we sent out in our recent newsletter, but Parks Board gave us permission to include the names of all 32 counties of Ireland at the, on seats at the monument site. So, um, you know, there's a, an avenue for people to donate to that they help uh, build the Wicklow seed or the, the Cork seed or the Fermanagh seed or whatever seed it is uh, at the monument site. That's, that's the opportunity. Um, and it, uh, it's a wonderful one. So would there be an opportunity, for example, with a little bit of county rivalry, if, say, someone from Cork decided they were going to make a large donation, but it had to be a bigger seat? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I've no, I've no doubt that uh, Cork people are going to do that because I know, I know them only too well. They want to get a one-up on you all the time, but, like, uh, but that's their style. So, but it, it simple comes down to we need the donations to make this a reality. That's the bottom line. So, where can people go to make donations, and uh, what type of uh, don? I know cash is king, but if yeah. somebody wanted to make a donation in kind, uh, I'm sure that particularly people in Vancouver, the Irish in Vancouver, uh, that facility would be there also. Sure. Well, well, for now, the direct deposit for can Canadians, and I just want to stress that this is for Canadians only. Um, Irish Canadians, English Canadians, Scottish, and doesn't matter, Canadians only, to donate via IrelandCanadaMonument.com, and you'll find a, a donate button on that front page, which will bring you to the Parks Board website, and there you designate the Ireland Canada Monument, and you put in your information and your contribution, and you make the donation there, and soon after you will get a tax receipt. So everybody in Canada who donates to the monument gets a tax receipt because Parks Board is designated as a charitable organisation. Okay, okay. Um, there has been a tremendous influx into Vancouver over the last number of years of Irish, young Irish. I know even, uh, I'm hearing that it's probably more going out west even than are going to Toronto. Alison, you would be able to confirm that. But I know that there has been a big influx. Uh, it must be, there must be a good base now, Brendan, that you can draw on as well to motivate and, and clear to get them out and help in the fundraising, particularly as restrictions ease back down. Uh, it'll be good to have that base there. Yeah, we have a load. We have lots of groups. We have the Irish Sporting and uh, so, you know the Irish Sporting and Social Association. They're all young and and avid players and uh, love love getting together and love having opportunities to celebrate. 
Um, we've got the um, IWN, uh, which is a great organization for keeping everybody connected, um, and lots of other organizations. So there's a huge Irish population here. Indeed. Um, so uh, next steps then are simply get the ball rolling, get the application in for the immigrant support and uh, get the word out there and get the money in. Exactly. Awesome. Thank thank you so much for this opportunity. Could I leave you with a thought that just hit me on the head yesterday as I was thinking about what we had here in Vancouver? And it's this, that if a person uh, uh, wants to come to this uh, city by ground, like from the east, they will come in by uh, the railway, can come in by the railway, the Canadian Pacific Railway. And that was made possible by uh, John Henry Camby, who, who cut the route through the Rocky Mountains. Alternatively, it can come in on the SkyTrain, which was made possible by Henry Valentine Edmonds from Dublin. Or if you come in from the north, you cross over the, uh, the Lionsgate Bridge, made possible by the Guinness family. So the, these three main, inf- and then, oh sorry, one major one, the George Massey Tunnel to the south, peaked up anybody coming up from the US and uh, through uh, Seattle into Vancouver comes through the George Massey Tunnel. So these four main arteries into Vancouver all came about by Irish hands. Incredible realisation after all this time that this has occurred. This is what we have that the Irish in Canada built this great, helped build this great nation of Canada. Indeed. Well, a good time to wrap up, and I want to thank the three of you, Alison, Brendan, Claire, for taking the time. And again, a reminder, the website is? IrelandCanadaMonument.com Indeed. You have been listening to the Gaelic Hour here on uh, Irish Radio Canada, and uh, this program will be available as a podcast And you can catch it if you go under the podcast section also. Thank you very much indeed.